Pollock. I have people mowing my yard right beside me. I, I hear it. Can you I hear, hear them? It. Yeah. Hi. I hear it. Oh, oh, he's got a backpack blower. There he is. Today, today, right now is when you're gonna come. You have a wait. You have okay. a window in your basement. I do. Wow. Okay, that's good. It's my window to the world. I'm it's not, not allowed what I outside. imagined. I didn't imagine a window in the basement. Oh, we have two. But like a it's high a window. It's like a high window. Oh, it's a walkout base. Okay, I got you. So you're in a hill. Yes. Okay, I got you. I Hills got you. are alive. This week on Hollow Weekly. A transatlantic discussion of country music. I was like, so do you have hair? And he was like, I've got really great hair, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> I should do a, a shampoo commercial. And then he took his hat off. And yeah, he's got luscious, yeah. bouncing and behaving hair. Holler. Holler. The thunder rolls. Picture an open plane. Maybe he's in Yellowstone. I don't know. Maybe but he there's, is. But there's a huge thunderstorm that's rolling in. I wish somebody from National Geographic would get in touch with me because I really have some great ideas. Country, Americana, and roots to shout about. I'm at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm standing on this circle, you know, uh, hee-hawing like a donkey. This is Hollow Weekly. Welcome, everybody, to Holler Weekly. This is your weekly transatlantic podcast. My name is Kelly Sutton. I'm in Nashville. I'm Baylin Leonard, and I'm in London. Welcome along, everyone. Coming up on this episode, oh my goodness, we are talking about the Grand Ole Opry. There is so much happening, including a limited edition LP. We're going to dive into that. What's happening at the Opry and... These shows that they just continued on through our quarantine, it never stopped. The circle remained unbroken. And what did that look like behind the scenes? We're going to get into that coming up. And also, last week, Allison Russell, you may know her from Birds of Chicago or Our Native Daughters. She's uh, releasing her brand new album, Outside Child. It's a an immense uh, album, and it's a reflection on her childhood uh, that she has reclaimed uh, through healing and through motherhood and through partnership. Um, there's a lot going on there and it's absolutely glorious. So we're going to talk about that as well. Holler. Holler. Holler Weekly. Kelly, how's it going? What's been shaking in Nashville, Music City USA this week, besides no masks and no social distancing? <laughs> no mask, no social distancing. It's like we are having the biggest free-for-all on Broadway. Everyone is here. There. I don't know if you've seen videos that are on social media, but... I, I've not seen crowds like this since CMA Fest 2018. I mean, it is oh shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's in. Everybody's hanging out. Um, it, Yeah, it it's like the great awakening right now. And everyone is coming to Nashville. And the big news in music is everybody is starting a tour and everyone is having a baby. So the, it's like tours and babies. I've got a spreadsheet. I've been seeing this. Yeah, Jordan Davis just announced that they're having another baby. We know Thomas Rhett's having a baby, all right. But yeah, the tours are absolutely real. What has the weather been like though? Because I'm assuming the weather's been really nice and that has obviously not put any sort of damper on the crowds forming because in London and the UK in general, the weather has been absolutely pants as they say here pants yeah when it's really bad it's pants <laughs> i'm gonna say that from now on <laughs> and pants here of t- course means underwear 
Yes, well. that's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. So they're like, oh, the weather's pants. And, but you know what? The weather has been absolutely pants. And we just started indoor dining and uh, indoor pubs again. And actually, it's the perfect time because nobody can sit outside. Because, because no one wants to sit uh, Yeah. So uh, the weather's been nice in Nashville, right? It's gorgeous right Ugh, now. I mean, fine. I don't want to rub it in, but well, the sun is ahead. shining. The birds are singing. Great. There's a, nary a cloud in the sky. It's 82 we only have cloud. today. Yeah, 82 degrees Fahrenheit, lovely, beautiful weather. Our, Our sky pool is opens. only cloud. Oh, sorry. Yeah, only yeah. cloud. Although it's been doing that thing where like every day it'd be like five minutes of torrential downpour rain, five minutes of sunshine, five minutes of hail, five minutes of sunshine, five minutes of wind, like all day, every day. It's been so, and, and the, the forecast for the next foreseeable future is exactly the same. Oh my so, gosh. I know, it's thoroughly, uh, well... Is it depressing? It's very. It's, it's exactly what you expect from weather in the UK. I'll say it's that. It's London. My it's very raincoat has been getting a very good outing each and every day. Um, I saw as well in Nashville, and we don't have to dwell on this too much, but I was quite shocked by it. Morgan Wallen rocked up at Kid Rock's bar and sang a couple of shows. That's not what I expected to happen. Uh, don't know if that was a, a wise. PR That's what I was I, thinking. I really I, am thinking, wow, if there's going to be an entree back into music, I don't know that that would have been the, the, the stage I would have chosen. That's exactly what I thought, Kelly. Um, you know, because we accept, okay, he's going to, you know, he's going to come back at some point and start performing mm -hmm. again, even though he said he was taking himself out of performing for the year. But obviously that means tours and festivals and stuff. But yeah, actually, all the moves he was making up until that point was kind of hitting the right balance and the right tone as far as a lot of people were concerned but then to kind of for that to be the first thing back um not, not a good look not a great look and you know keep in mind what was only a week ago that wasn't somebody arrested for like twirling their colostomy bag over their head in that self-same bar yeah, yeah. Uh, i was kind of hoping that everyone didn't see that oh, we or talk it. about it yeah we saw it all right <laughs> We saw it all right. I would like to go um, on record to say that anything that happens at Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Bar is not representative of anything that is <laughs> sponsored by the city of Nashville nor myself. It does not I just don't directly know affect us. If that's what I would want my opening act to be for my Ugh. for my comeback. But anyway, well, anyway, I was I remember, was surprised by it. He got arrested from there. Or I don't even that know if it was actually arrested, but he was there was there, a kerfluffle and there was a yeah there was a big kerfluffle and then some things happened and words were said and whatever so yeah he did uh, okay producer Joyce is I see her she's over there she's like mm -hmm, yep it was there it was there he there did get arrested from there so clearly he likes to go back to the scene of the crime I don't know maybe he's trying to right some wrongs I I just yeah I'm with you it wasn't necessarily a great I think look. it it left everybody scratching their heads basically so so yeah that so a lot is happening in Nashville is what it sounds to me like a it lot and you is know, going on in Nashville <laughs> there's as a always. lot so uh, we still would love to welcome anyone who wants to come <laughs> any visitors mm. please come don't don't shy away you will not get hit with a colostomy bag I promise but we would you love can't for promise you to come. that you I know cannot right promise that. That is true, depending upon where you go. I really I wish like you could say. promise that, but I, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've been to Lower Broadway enough times to know that that's not a promise that you can make. 
But I will say, if you come, there are some fine establishments, and several of them you should definitely check out, including Old Red, which is right across the street. So yep. nice. That's Blake Shelton's place. You also have uh, Luke's 32 Bridge Bar, which is very nice and spacious. When does Miranda's so- place open up? Oh, is that's that going to be yet? a while. Okay. I don't think that's going to be until probably 2022. Oh, come I on. Think. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. But then right. again, I, I say that, but... If it's already an existing place that they're just going to slap her name on it, maybe it will be later this year. But from what I'd heard, it was going to be 2022. So, yeah, there are plenty of places to drink. And we had our one of my favorite things that we'd talked about were the country cocktails. We talked about this last week on Holler Weekly. Of course, we have a fantastic article that is on holler.country. Country cocktails. Country cocktails. And... When we opened the mailbag, our friend Alicia Harvey on Twitter said she loved that piece. She said that she had always wanted to go for a drink with Ashley McBride. Ditto, oh, right there uh-huh. with you. I know Ashley is just incredible, and that would be such a fun hang. I reckon well, Ashley said, could drink me under the table. I was going to say the same. I was going to say the same. I, I know for a fact she could, both of uh, us. And, yeah. And we're not amateurs. So let's no. Just, and let's I can put hold it out my own normally. So Alicia says one day she actually got the chance to hang out with Ashley. And apparently Ashley makes a really good old fashioned, which is oh, my favorite drink. Do you know, I didn't so, mention that last last week. But yeah, old fashioned is a go to when I'm like, OK, I, I just want the liquor. You know, I don't yeah. need any any of the fancy stuff. I just need it to be at least 95 percent liquor. Definitely old fashioned is a way forward. So our friend Debbie, who has been in touch with us several times in East Tennessee, she says amaretto sour, whiskey sour, basically any sour. And she says, where was Priscilla Block in my 20s? I love her. I want to be her friend. Anyone that orders a shirt from Amazon to sing at the Opry and then cuts the crotch out of it is a friend of mine. I mean, was that the best story ever? Legitimately. Legitimately. And I have to say, um, Priscilla, still our reigning one hot minute champ. (laughs) She's taken. I I I really think she's taken a liking to being the champion because we tweeted a little something about it. She retweeted it and like did some little exclamation mark. And I was like, okay, yeah, she's she wants a belt. She wants a belt and a crown because she's the champion. So yeah, she took it seriously, and I appreciate that. Oh, well, it's a serious thing. It is, truly. 13 yeah. answers in one minute? That is that is legit. Yeah, if you missed this, it's on the previous episode. And of course, there's a great um, uh, country cocktail list over on our website, which is holler.country. If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We're on socials. We're at Holler Country. Or you can just send us an email the old-fashioned way. Now, email is old-fashioned, Kelly, by the way. For sure. For sure. Um, howdy at holler.country. We don't have a snail mail address, so if you do want to put a stamp on something, just yeah, keep that at home and take a picture of it and then email it to us. And then email it along. Scan it <laughs> That's the and only email way. it along. <laughs> Scan it and email it along. Okay, so it was just announced Garth Brooks is narrating and executive producing a new National Geographic series that will document the national parks. Now, I know it's going to be fantastic, right? I know this is going to be great. I'm totally up for this. However, I don't know if you've ever seen, and I, I've got to find it. There's a guy on YouTube. He's really funny. He's like a comedian, and he does this as a like a joke. So it's you know, 
look out, here comes the wild beast that's creeping up behind. Oh my gosh, what's he doing? And like, he just does this really funny interpretation of exactly what's happening. And in my mind, that's what I want Garth Brooks to do. I want Garth to be like serious for a second and then do something completely outrageous and funny to keep it a little, you know, I I know it's not going to happen, but if I was executive producing, that's what I would want him to do. Do you know what this is? This for me is perfect television for napping. Because I don't know about you, but I have a, a kind of go-to genres for when I'm like, okay, do you know what? I know that I'm going to lay down on the sofa right now, and I know for yes. a fact that I'm going to fall out and I'm going to have a nap. And those genres for me are uh, anything that's kind of like antiques, like antique roadshow or something like that, or bargain hunt we have here where they kind of go and search for antiques, any sort of kind of home redesign show like a Uh a makeover uh show yes or a nature show those are my three go-to like i'm napping but i don't i'm not like fully going to sleep i'm just having a little disco nap and i need something in the background that makes me feel like i haven't you know gone to bed yeah you haven't completely given up on the day you've not not completely given given up up on the day like i'm gonna be back um but yeah those three and this garth brooks national geographic National parks, yes, 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 I'm out. I'm snoozing. Okay, look, I'm going through the list of Garth Brooks songs that I find appropriate for this National Geographic series. First, I would like to see him with an acoustic guitar standing in a dry riverbed singing When the River Runs Dry. That's just a given. That's a given. Obviously. The Thunder Rolls. Picture an open mm. plain, grass blowing in the wind. Maybe he's in Yellowstone. I don't know. Maybe but he there's is. there's a huge thunderstorm that's rolling in. I mean, I'm just I, I have all of these ideas. I wish somebody from National Geographic would get in touch with me because I really have some great ideas. But I know it's gonna I be I mean, fun. I feel it's like they're a bit on the nose. You know, listen, I support I like you, that. but I wanna I mean, be they're, they're a bit on the nose. I want to be on the nose. I want it to be so ridiculously on the nose that everyone understands we did that sarcastically. Those are the I, best. The thing is, I don't care what he does because I'm asleep. <laughs> like, I just need it to be on. I just need, like, beautiful scenery, occasionally, like, the droning of, you know, some music in the background and him talking you know at a low mumble about something i'm happy i'm absolutely there for it you're good you're good to go i will tell you just sidebar because this is what we do we're not rambling so no this is is a sidebar we got a note on our on our information sheets today saying don't ramble and we are blatantly (laughs) ignoring it (laughs) i try not to okay but sidebar yeah if you have not seen travis denning's new video 10 out of 10 would recommend because he spoofed every 90s, early 2000s country music video in his video for Abby, which is anybody but you, A-B-B-Y, mm-hmm. Abby. So he is like, at one point, he is doing something from No Fences with Garth Brooks with like the same kind of shirt. And then he's doing some Lone Star in the rain, you know, with the wind blowing. It is so deliciously ironic and crazy. I loved it so much. So do, highly do you know what's great that. is that, that Travis Denning's got his hair out now. Because sure. at, the, at the beginning of his career, for most of it, he was only wearing the pro bass 
baseball bass app. pro bass pro bass yes. pro sorry yes so i, I, know, I should okay. know that one of the largest ones in the u.s is in my hometown the bass and if pro they want to sponsor this podcast we're open for it so just putting it out there i always take brits to the bass pro shop because it blows their mind and they're always like oh my god you can buy hot sauce a boat and a gun all in the same place and i'm like yes you can that's bass pro shop but anyway he only wore bass pro shop hats to mm-hmm, begin with mm-hmm. and i thought is there a hair issue going on here that we don't know about? And so uh, when I had him in the studio, I was like, so let's talk, you know, do they sponsor you? And he's like, no, I just absolutely love them. Although they do send me hats now. And I'm like, yeah, I bet they do. And I was like, so do you have hair? And he was like, I've got really great hair, as a matter of fact. Um, I should do a, a shampoo commercial. And then he took his hat off. And yeah, he's got luscious, yeah. bouncing and behaving hair. Yeah. And he's Full gotten it out hair. now. Yeah, it's featuring it. It's a feature. I love that. Um, also, oh, big shout out, Brittany Spencer playing the Opry. And yes. speaking of videos, when we were just going on and on about a video, there is a behind the scenes video of we this. We were going on and on. We were very okay. to the point. We weren't we rambling. Were. No, we okay. were very direct and I think succinct. Uh, there was a behind the scenes video that was shot of Brittany leading up to the moment when she walks out on the Grand Ole Opry stage. Like, behind the scenes rehearsing and and doing all of it. It was incredible. And then watching her walk out onto that circle and then it kind of fades. It, it You see her, um, they announce her name and she walks out and it's just her walking out and then it fades down. And I had chills all over my body. So congrats to her. And I'll try to find a little clip of this and post it on our socials or send it over so that we can post it on our socials. The behind the scenes of Britney Spencer getting to play the Opry for the first time is pretty special. She's amazing. Absolutely. You're listening to Hollow Weekly, country, Americana, and roots to shout about. The Grand Ole Opry. One of the things that kind of got me, and I know hundreds, I'm sure, of thousands uh, of people through lockdown. I started to say around the world, but yeah, it would have been around the world because it was streaming. I mean, I could watch it here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was great because they, as you mentioned at the top of the show, they didn't let us down. They just kept right. going, like even in the thick of it, right? They kept broadcasting. Uh, you, they were there every single week, and they're releasing a limited edition LP called Unbroken, Empty Room, Full Circle. And it, it captures uh, performances from the Opry House during the early days of the pandemic. And uh, some huge names on here, Luke Combs, Reba, Brad Paisley, Darius Rucker, Carrie Underwood, Keith Urban. I mean, so many more. Holler contributor Jessica Nicholson has spoken to several of the people involved, including Marty Stewart and the Opry's Dan Rogers. And uh, there's a whole big deep dive article on it coming up on Holler next week. That is holler.country is where you find that. Um, Kelly, I know yes. you're an Emmy Award winner. Thank you. And I know that you have many, many accolades. Um, have you ever performed at the Opry? I And that includes like introducing people on stage. Yes, I have. Okay. What, 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 what My have you done? claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I wish I would have soaked it in a lot more. Now, don't laugh because I totally count this. I don't know if anyone else does. But for years the Rockettes would come to oh, yeah. to town and they would Oh my would god, were you a Rockette? Are you getting ready to tell me no. you were a Rockette? Okay. No, I wish I was. I wish I was, you know, dare to dream. But 
when they would come to town, they would take over the Grand Ole Opry stage and they would do through Christmas. It was part of the, you know, package. You could stay at the hotel and you could go see the Rockettes and they always moved the Opry over to the Ryman when the Rockettes were in town. Well, one of the things that they would do is they would invite people to come and read Twas the Night Before Christmas before the Rockette. And so I got to sit on the Opry stage in this great big uh, Santa Claus looking chair great. and read Twas the Night Before Christmas in the circle, <gasps> like sitting on the circle. And it's not the same as singing. It's not the same as actually performing, but just being asked to do that and being on that stage. And my parents came in for it and of sat. They and, did. I mean, it was, a, it was a huge deal. It was a huge yeah. honor. So, yes, I have performed and I did do a kick line with the Rockettes as a part of a, a television package. So, yeah, we did that. Um, Whose dressing room did you have backstage? Because a lot of them are like dedicated to somebody, right? Right. I believe at the time I may have been in Marty's dressing room, Marty Stewart's dressing room. Right. But this was pre-flood. So the flood that happened in 2010 right. here in Nashville uh, almost decimated the Opry House. Really, it was, you know, four or five feet of water. Everything was just, it all had to be gutted and redone. So this was before that had happened. After now, they have like, you know, this is the female of country dressing room and this is so-and-so's dressing room and Riders of the Sky or whoever. Um, they didn't have that same nomenclature when I was there. So I don't know which one I was in, but I knew that there was stuff from Marty Stewart in the room. I mean, it was very spangly now, and beautiful, and I loved it. It could be now the Kelly Sutton dressing room. I mean, I'm open for it. Listen, my dream is to be an announcer at the Opry, and I've made oh, no bones yeah. about that. Like, I've, I have put that into the universe many times and told people about it many, many times, just because it is such an iconic place. And, you know, they're celebrating their 95th birthday. Yeah, this year. Five years. I, I can see you being an announcer, you know, like, and Farmdale, fresh chickens, keep your family fed and coming up. We're, yeah, I, I can see all that because I love how they do the um, the commercials like yeah. live on stage because, of course, Martha it is White still yes. the, the world's longest running radio broadcast as well. Um, I'm going to pause for a moment and, and let you see if maybe you're going to ask me a question. Okay, um, let me see. Balin. Have you ever performed at the Grand Ole Opry? <laughs> well, it's interesting you ask me that, Kelly, because yes, I have. I have performed as part of the national tour of Pinocchio the Musical, where I got my actor's equity card, and we had some shows at the Grand Ole Opry. So I have technically sang on stage at the Grand Ole Opry. I was Candlewick, the one that turns into a donkey. This was obviously yes. quite a while ago, but uh, I love doing, I, I did two tour. Okay, that's, it's hurtful, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take it. Just um, kidding, I love you. <laughs> I did two tours, two national tours of Pinocchio the Musical. And you know what? I loved it because I got to see so much of the US yeah. that I never would have seen. Cause you know, we would be in places at the most, we'd be there for like two or three days. Right. Yeah. Like but every we'd go somewhere new every single day. Here's what's incredible. Um, and I and I'm sure that people understand to be to make a touring company of that caliber, dude, that's huge. I had no idea that you had those chops. I had I mean, no idea. I, I I wouldn't say it was a high caliber, but you know, it definitely like we we played some really big places. Uh, and I called my mom backstage, and I think that's still I, I think that's still the highlight 
in my mom's eyes of my career is that I was at the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, and it needs to be said, like, you know, the Grand Ole Opry also is a touring house. So people yes, can rent yes. that out. You know, that's why Pinocchio the Musical was there. We weren't part of the Opry. It was like during the off season. So they'd rented it out. Although I have to say, the night after we were there, you know who was going to be at the Grand Ole Opry? Garth Brooks. Okay. National Geographic um, film narrator <laughs> Garth Brooks was going to be on stage the the very next night. My mom was so impressed, and you know I was so into it as well, and just be. Sure. And I, look, I, I I mean maybe I had some delusions, but I also knew like you know I'm here, I'm here doing, I'm I'm playing a donkey here, but I'm still like at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm standing on this circle, you know. Uh, hee-hawing like a donkey um, but I absolutely loved it I don't think sadly that Jessica Nicholson's piece uh, reflects either on you doing the Christmas Spectacular or right. uh, my critically acclaimed um, Pinocchio the Musical but it's an absolutely wonderful look um, at just how they managed to to get through and do it with such class and yeah. um, with such artists, such songs, such hope, such heart. It's a really wonderful piece. So keep an eye out for Jessica Nicholson's piece on the Grand Ole Opry on Holler next week. That is holler.country. Holler. Holler Weekly. So I have to say, once in a while, something really jumps out at me that I'm like, how have I missed this? And I will be the first to admit, Alison Russell is someone that I was not super familiar with. And I have been listening to her music now. And I am falling in love with someone that I know you know well, Balin. I'm late to this party, but I'm certainly glad that I showed up when I did because I'm really, really digging all of the stuff that she's putting out right now. Alison Russell. Yeah, I mean, I don't know her personally well. I know her her music for right. sure. Um, Birds of Chicago, fantastic. I saw them perform at the festival in my hometown in East Tennessee at the Rhythm and Roots Festival, and they were amazing. I think I saw them at Americana Fest as well. Okay. Okay. And then she's part of Our Native Daughters, which is Rhiannon Giddens, and also Amethyst Kia, who's a hometown artist from back where I'm from as well. Uh, and now she's got her own solo project. And actually... Yola, UK's mm. very own Grammy Award nominated Yola. Um, I didn't know this, but I, I did know that Yola had been living for most of the pandemic in Nashville. Right. Aside from when she was in Australia filming with Baz Luhrmann. But what I only just found out this week is that she was living with Alison Russell the entire really? time. Really? Yeah, she just moved. She just got her own place and just moved out this week. So she's been posting a lot about it, which is why I know about it. But yeah, her and Alison Russell um, had been, uh, yeah, like housemates the entire time. And um, Alison's partner as well, who's in um, Birds for Chicago with her. So yeah, lots of little connections there. But uh, she has released this album and, and I'm assuming this is one of the things that you've been listening to because um, yes. it is heartbreaking. And it's talk about like really owning stuff you know really heavy stuff that a, a lot of people have been through and a lot of people don't know how to talk about um a lot of people certainly don't know how to own and that's one of the great things about music is that um we have these artists that do have this vocabulary or do have this toolbox where they can talk about some of this stuff and um help everybody else who went through that in some sort of way and that's not saying that like oh because you're an artist, it's really easy to talk about. You know, that's also a really difficult thing to dig into. And, and, and in some ways, you know, more difficult, 
I suppose if you're in the public eye and you're really putting that out there, uh, making yeah. yourself vulnerable like that. But the album is called Outside Child, and it talks all about her childhood and some things that happened to her there and how she's kind of reclaimed it and how she's healed from it um, and and uh, became a mother as well, yeah. which uh, well, went a long way for it. And you know what I think is very interesting, too, is um, it it kind of spurred the conversation that we were having, like, what is the difference between country and Americana? And I know that we went back to this whole idea of, you know, commercial country, it's all about what you're seeing, where Americana, it's what you're feeling. And yeah. this couldn't be more spot on. This is all about the feelings and the things that she's working through. And like you said, being completely transparent and vulnerable. And I think that's why it's so attractive. And in listening to her voice, you know, um, I just had her playing on like, one of our speakers upstairs and my husband walked in and he said who is this and I said well it's it's Allison Russell and he said wow she sounds a lot like Linda Ronstadt and I was oh. like oh my gosh yeah like early 70s like that beautiful kind of ache in her voice and it really just blends in with everything that she's saying it it is so well done and I'm like I said I'm a new fan but I'm a fan so I'm really loving the fact that we get to hear this from her and the fact that she's putting this out there and again how how scary and how vulnerable to be the person that's written this and then and releasing it to the world I mean I just don't know that I could do anything like that so hat, hats off to her that's incredible well, I'll tell you what, I'm thankful for her music, but I'm also thankful for some music that she picked for this. This is all because she took part in Cuts the Deepest. Yeah, oh, it's one of my favorites. I love yeah. Cuts the Deepest. Helen Jerome um, had a chat with her where she chose some of the records, um, you know, that are important to her. And Stevie Wonder's songs, In the Key of Life, is there. Lucinda Williams' Car Wheels on a Gravel Road, which I was just playing the other day. I never get tired yeah. of that song. Yeah. Um, so Cuts the Deepest is um, is on Holler now. So you can go and, and have a little look at what Allison picked. Um, yeah, holler.country is where you find that. The full Cuts the Deepest is there waiting for you. And there are some great songs that she picked. But also dig in and listen to, uh, well, I mean, listen to her solo stuff, absolutely, in this brand new album, Outside Child, but also, you know, Birds of Chicago and Our Native Daughters. You can't go wrong with any of them. I now have a playlist for the weekend. I'm very excited about all of it. And, you know, Songs in the Key of Life, that's so interesting. Lindsay L. chose that. I believe it was Lindsay when we were talking about. It's one of those ones, isn't it? Yeah. It keeps popping up. And then when you look at the hits that were on that, you're like, how could all of these amazing songs be on that one album? So well done. Well done, Allison. Good choices. You're listening to Hollow Weekly. Uh, Lucinda Williams. You know what? I um, This isn't a ramble. This is a fact. So Lucinda <laughs> Williams, one of my favorite artists. I'm so intimidated by her, though. And I was her warm-up DJ. Um, oh. at a gig that she did in London. Yeah, and I was like, scary. Oh, oh, Lord, help me, please. Um, but you know what? It went totally fine. And her manager came up and, and like complimented me on the songs that I picked for, for the warm-up. And um, But then on stage, oh, she brought on Chrissy Hind, which oh, blew oh. my absolute mind. But on stage, she was so not pleased to be in the venue that she was in, that she kept mentioning it like, well, she mentioned it repeatedly. Um, but I, I came away unscathed, so I was very relieved by all that. But I mean, I didn't go, I didn't even speak to her. I couldn't, I mean, maybe you've seen this as kind of a trend with me. Like, I, I get so intimidated by hugely talented people 
that I'm just like, I'm just happy to be in the same building as you. I'm not going to go say hi at all. Holler. 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 We have so many good things that you need to dive into over at holler.country. So go check it out. Each and every week we have fresh content, the freshest of the fresh. It still has that new content smell. Don't you <laughs> yeah. love it when you log in? It's Box so much fresh. fun. It's so much fun. You know, you can get a you can get a cologne that is new car smell. That's an actual cologne would, that you can get. I don't know if I would like that or not. We no, need to I don't. Come up I mean, I don't want to smell, smell like a yeah a Ford Fiesta. That's not my that's not my vibe. Um, we would love to hear from you though about any and everything that we have talked about. Um, and you know, if you're listening in the in the past or in the future, because this is a podcast, you could be listening at any time. You can comment on anything. We are at Holler Country on socials, or you can email us howdy at holler dot country. Um, and you can also check out the show notes on. Uh, Holler.country. That's where we'll have links to everything that we've talked about. This episode of Holler Weekly has been presented by me, Baylin Leonard. I'm in London. I'm Kelly Sutton in Nashville, produced by Kiara Baines and Ross Jones. And edited by Joyce Reiser. We'll holler at you later. Holla. We don't ramble. We just like, we're like, we get in, we tell a few anecdotes, boom, we're out. <laughs>